House Civis Broadcasting. Hello, listeners, and welcome to A Chronicle of Echoes. I'm Alufi Haskell the Civis. And I'm Silas de Civis. Today is the 13th of Severos, Year of the Kingdom, 997. And we've got quite a show for you today. Unfortunately, uh, it is a little different than what we'd initially prepared. The Undarian delegation was not able to send over their representative. And so, to fill that time today, we are going to have some very different and exciting things. Like normal, we'll be starting off with a little bit of news, then we'll move on to a Luffy's Advice Corner. And then we're going to be speaking with a member of the Morgrave University, our guest, Monty Darwin. So, pull up a seat, stay a while, and enjoy this broadcast of A Chronicle of Echoes. This first news article comes from our partnership with the Sharn Inquisitive. An attack on Sun Tower on Sar halted debates on tower petitions all afternoon and disrupted the city business until the demise of the singular assailant. The wizard, an unknown middle-aged female human, approached the Tower West Hall and began summoning in various deadly and devastating creatures, as well as attacking guards with magical effects. Now, City Hall was immediately evacuated by council guards, who also cordoned off West Hall. The Inquisitive spoke with the captain of the guard, Lysha Arroy. Arroy said, A woman ignored all attempts at communication. When guards moved in to arrest her, she attacked them with potent fire magic. The battle resulted in several of the city council guards having to be placed into House Jurasco's care. The assailant attempted to flee at that time, then leapt off a peller span, landing on Cursip Street, several hundred feet below. The assailant, of course, died on impact. Authorities are attempting to establish her identity at this moment. There's no reward at this time, but if you have any information, please bring it to the attention of the guard. In less gruesome news, local man Aisha Meliamne has won a courgette growing contest for the third year in a row. There is some scandal surrounding this, as some people have said that Mr. Meliamne was, at one point, a member of House Vidalis. It's kind of weird that people are getting um, upset over a vegetable growing contest. I was going to ask what that was. I wasn't going to pretend in any way, shape, or form that oh, I was... Oh, of course, yet. Yes. Um, so they're, um, they're kind of like a squash. Uh, they're green, kind of long, like a cucumber, but they're not sweet. Uh, but you can put them in, like, sweet breads, so you can make, like, courgette bread, or you can fry them in butter. Um, you can spice them in just a bunch of stuff. They're rather delicious. Well, this has been extremely informative. I'm glad he won, even though there seemed to be dubious circumstances, according to some people. But I learned something today, and I will use courgette in the future. And now it is time for our most popular segment by far, Ask a Luffy. A Luffy's Advice Corner. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I am unaware. That's fine. I thought we'd 
because of the alliteration, we were doing Aloofy's Ask Aloofy. Mm-hmm. Al- Aloofy's Advice Corner. A question from Jordas, a dwarf from Lower Dora. He writes, Aloofy, how do you politely tell your troll neighbors that rhythmic dancing is a no-no after Ninth Bell? Uh, well, uh, Jortes? Jorts? Jortes? Uh, it, it's J-O-R-T-E-S. So I, I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Jortes. I've only spent a little time in the holds, and I can't say. Yeah, I haven't really been there much. I plan on going to the petition this year. I'm very excited to be there for the celebration. You you, you said as much. Yes. Uh, regardless, the question. Um, I think that it is important just to uh, be open um, make sure that you don't leave a passive-aggressive note. If anything, invite them over or ask if you can join them for some dancing. And then during that time, just make it a explicitly clear that, hey, buddy, I got to work early in the morning with the sun, and it sucks having to pull stuff up from the docks when I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Make sure to, to what, I, what I like to call is, is a no sandwich. So you say, I really love your dancing. Please stop doing it too late. But I do want you to continue. Does that make sense? Oh, well, that's a fantastic approach. I feel like it misses the more direct approach of just saying no. Uh, but uh, you, what you've done there, I guess, could make some people feel uh, a little more inclined to act a certain way. What's the next question, Silas? Anonymous writes, I am a devoted servant of the Silver Flame. And my fellow adventurers are being incredibly rude, saying that our church is a corrupt mess. How do I show them otherwise? Well, I don't want to say anything bad about the Church of the Silver Flame. But it is true, most churches and religious organizations do tend to look a little dubious if you look too closely into them. I mean, uh, some people would say, what is a religion but a really fancy cult? Well, I don't believe that. But there are people who do. I think the important thing is just to show your adventuring companions what makes the Church of the Silver Flame so attractive to you. Why why do you worship the Silver Flame? As well as make them understand that, you know, you worship the Silver Flame and not the church. It doesn't matter what Cardinal so-and-so does or what kind of scandals he's done. Rather, what matters is your worship and the beauty that comes to you from the silver flame itself. A well-said point, Luffy. But I would like to take a moment to articulate just one small other note as well. How Civis is in no way, shape, or form denouncing the silver flame or implying that any member of any religion is somehow corrupt and any accusation that Cardinal so-and-so was involved in any illicit acts is entirely unrelated to any information that we have here in Alufi professionalism. Alufi professional, do you need to leave the booth? Cardinal so-and-so isn't a real name. I don't need to know about Cardinal so-and-so and what aliases he goes by. The fact of the matter is that we have no actual information regarding any Cardinal of the Silver Flame, and we are in no way, shape, or form liable for any accusations that might come from Cardinal so-and-so. Now, 
If you can keep your composure long enough for us to get through the rest of these, I would appreciate it. Of course, Silas. Oh, this one is mysterious. It's signed, Running From My Past. I've lost my memory due to an injury in the last war. I suspect I am guilty of a war crime. Should I turn myself in? Well, running from my past, I think it would depend on how much of your past you remember. I also think that it... Well, this is a very difficult one, running from my past. Yes, you should turn yourself in, but what do those crimes matter if you don't remember committing them in the first place? I would highly recommend you to come on down to one of our civis stations. As you know, our house is the best known for our lawyers. Perhaps one of them would be able to help you with your very unique situation. I personally don't think that it's fair that someone be punished for something they don't know or remember that they've done. But the law does need to be fully recognized. And it looks like we have two more here. This one writes, Dear Luffy, I've been invited to the Tane Gala next week, and I need to make a splash. As luck would have it, I recently rediscovered a wonderful gown that I wore to Princess Rowan's naming ball. Can I wear the same dress after 120 years? Will 9th century fashion ever make a return? Yours in glamour, Cinnabar D. Fiarlin. Well, Cinnabar... What I'm going to say is 9th century fashion is never going to come back in style. That is, unless you, a trendsetter, make it happen. You recently found this beautiful gown. Why are you letting it waste away in the back of your closet? What you ought to do is bring it into your favorite seamstress or tailor and have them modernize the dress a little bit. Don't destroy its silhouette or any of the things that make it distinct distinctly 9th century. I, I think we all can remember the very large bustles from the 9th century looks, which are beautiful. But what I would recommend is bring it a little more into today's fashion, and then wear it with more modern jewelry. Maybe do your hair up in a similar fashion, 9th century with a twist. You could entirely be the singular person to bring 9th century fashion back into popularity. <laughs> what a delightful idea. I've got quite a few suits from the last century I don't think I can fit into anymore, but I would be delighted to try. I do enjoy a lot of that fashion. Although the large handlebar mustache, I would prefer never to go back to again. I <laughs> have seen paintings from that era, and we all just had the big, bushy handlebar mustache. I don't, Beeswax uh, uh, is I, what I've heard uh, was used well, for absolutely. It was. It was... I remember mine smelled distinctly of honey and tobacco when I had it, and it was a lovely thing to have on my face continually, but it itched to the host. It was just unbearable to constantly have to deal with that, and I am delighted that I no longer have to. Thank you all so much for your questions, and let's go ahead and get on with the show.
take a moment to address something from last week. Beginning tomorrow the 14th for the next month, House Caneth will be having a promotion throughout all of House Caneth approved facilities here in Sharn. One-tenth of all profits from all approved locations will go to New Sire to use as they see fit. It is a generous, generous donation that they are doing here. I myself have been looking into purchasing a new Featherfall wand here in Sharn. They are a hot commodity, and uh, I'm really excited about that. And as always, remember, nothing casts quite like a cannon. I would like to introduce you all to our guest this evening. We have the professor of... I'm the professor of menagerie management at the Morgrave University. The professor of menagerie management at Morgrave University, Monte Darwin. Please, uh, call me Cook. Cook it is then. First, I think Silas and I wanted to ask just a handful of questions about what it's like to work at Morgrave. Yes. Silas? I, I also brought a bottle of... Uh... Corieva, as uh, it seems custom now with your guests to bring you something to drink. Oh, um, well, uh, <laughs> it is House Civis policy that we cannot uh, imbibe in alcohol on the air pathways, but I mean, Silas, this is, I mean, this is quality gin. It's, it's right up your alley. Oh, I will definitely be imbibing later on this evening. I'm quite excited myself. Because it's not on the airwaves, right? <laughs> oh, that, that smells fantastic. And you said that was what again? Curieva. Uh, oh, Curieva, of course. I added my youth. The sailors were a big fan. Mm. It's got a, a nice floral to it. Mm. It's, a, it's a berry from Zendrick. Correct? Yes, it, 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 of course, a berry. It, it is a bush berry, right? Yes, it, 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 that is correct. Uh, I actually, uh, it's kind of why I brought it a lot of my... Studies have to do with the creatures of Zendrick. That's a kind of a mystical place. Well, I feel like it would be rude not to. I mean, this is the first time someone's brought me something on air, so I'm gonna go ahead and just get a little, a uh, little. Oh my goodness! Oh, that is. Oh, that is. That is refreshing. Oh my. Oh. Well, I've noticed it's not as uh, kind of harsh as some of the wines from here in Corvair. I don't know what they're doing there, but. Uh... Seems good work. So uh, you oversaw the beasts, the animals that were in Morgrave University that did escape this past week. Yes, uh, that is uh, an unfortunate event that happened. Um, it was a first-year student uh, of the Menagerie Management Program. I, I do take full responsibility for that. That is something that... He shouldn't have been put in charge. The uh, first years generally shouldn't be put, but uh, we had a little bit of a paperwork mismatch. No, it, it is, of course, important to have someone with seniority. Yeah, it, it was a mismatch in paperwork that uh, happened. Generally, the third years are when they start actually being able to start managing them. And first, it's all theory to begin with. Silas, you look like you've got a question. Uh, yes, I, I was wondering... Uh, have you been to Zenderick, of course? Oh, yes, several times. Uh, how about other places like Sarlona and uh, Arganesson? Generally, my study happens to deal more with the creatures of Zendrick and here in Corvair, but uh, we do have some... Uh, okay, oh. uh, we do have oh. some oh. professors that here at the Morgrave University that does uh, 
study from other continents. Now, Silas, I do see you uh, enjoying that beverage, but once again, I would like to remind you that uh, according to House... <laughs> Luffy, I'm well aware of my limits. I just wanted to, again, beautiful floral notes, and I would hate to let such a wonderful gin go to waste. Do you mind? We're, we're, we're almost done. Do you uh, mind if I have a sip? I, I would prefer it if you didn't. Uh, I know how you are when you've been drinking, and I'd prefer it if we could keep professionalism on the air. Of course. So, how about we take a look at these creatures? Right, yes, our first animal uh, this evening actually is a chick from the cockatrice. It is a cockatrice chick. Um, oh. Actually, oh my goodness. Uh, we actually have, it, it does like to stay in the shell a little bit uh, before, for the first few weeks of its life, before actually adventuring out on its own. It, it is hooded currently, uh, mm-hmm. as your viewers can see. Uh, uh, they can't. Oh, I they thought it was hear. video. Oh, I thought it was visual and. No, it's just audio. Okay, just audio. But uh, I, I assure you, listeners, that it is hooded in. It can't really harm anybody currently. So, uh, what we're looking at here, uh, if I, I, I will describe the egg, if you'd like to describe the chick. Oh, I wouldn't touch it yet. Uh, well, I'll give you something where you can handle it. Uh, it's a uh, peck. Didn't really can hurt a little bit. Uh, turn, well, turn you into stone. So, uh, the first thing I've noticed here is that the shell itself is very unique. It does look very similar to a normal eggshell, but I can see here along it that there is rock formations, I'm assuming, where... So, generally, it's kind of like a... Uh, more of like a reptile's egg where it's it's a membrane. Oh, I can, I, I can see thing. the membrane right then, in here, yeah. As it goes through... It'll uh, turn to stone as it tries to peck its way out of the egg. What a fascinating egg, and what a fascinating creature. A Luffy, if you'd like. Okay, it's really cute. Okay, so him's got little feet, and him's got him's little arms, and he doesn't have a lot of, like, feathers, but they're, it's so it, cute. It'll start growing its feathers kind of later in life. Uh, she, actually. Uh, it, it is a rare specimen. It is a she. That is kind of what we have and I collect a little bit. Is kind of the more rarer specimens we do and like to conserve and at the Morgrave University. That's mainly what we do. If, if you want, I will give you uh, some gloves to kind of help handle it a little bit. Yes, please. Uh, uh, absolutely. There's nothing more that I'm looking forward to than handling this little fella here. And then uh, here, here in my sick, oh, yes. I do have uh, some berries if you just want to reach in there and you can feed it. Uh, do be a little bit careful around the beak, though. Even if you are wearing gloves, sometimes they can get through it. Just don't approach too quickly. If you... uh, Luffy, please, feel free to. There you go, little guy. Silas, 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 you gotta oh, do absolutely. this. You gotta do this. Okay, here you go. Ready? Absolutely. Silas, be careful. I'm not. Oh, oh son of a gun. I, I, yeah, I, I oh, no. see. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. uh, some, some stone salve shall take care of it. Well, I, I have some with me. Some. So it's just the two fingers, though, but it's not the whole hand. It's... Yeah, the, the, the baby, the chicks aren't really powerful enough yet to actually turn larger parts of you to. Uh, to stone like the adults can. Hey, can we get some, some stone salve in here? Okay, thanks. 
So up next here on the docket for the uh, is uh, the Mage Ripper. It's an aberration that generally goes and is uh, attracted to uh, magical essence. Oh. Um, oh, wow. Oh, my. Oh, I've seen those buggers in my apartment. You may have actually encountered this already. Uh, they are attracted to magical essence in the world. That's actually their food source, is they eat magic. I, I'm going to go ahead and open it. It shouldn't do anything to your uh, singer device here uh, because it can't actually eat magical items. Uh, the item itself keeps the magic inside. It'll wander around it for a bit, trying to eat it kind of like a moth to a flame. But it won't actually be able to eat it. And we do kind of keep small little magic rings normally. Uh, in the box with them just to kind of keep them entertained. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. So what we're looking at here, uh, it looks like, um, well, a, a small cornucopia with uh, essentially a furry, looks it, just a furry ball there for the head. Like a, it looks like a rabbit tail stuck into like into like a trumpet. Oh, that that, that is a very interesting way with to describe really it. With really long legs. With long legs. And then I see that it has these uh, these tentacle bits here. Uh, they look very reminiscent of, like, a displacer beast. Oh, man, he is taking a liking to you, Alofi. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Don't do this. Now, if he can pull the magic out, could he Could he turn my fingers back? Or uh, No, because it's kind of more of an item at that point now. So, like, it's sealed in. Kind of got to be just raw, arcane energy. In fact, actually, that's what uh, the Ashbound Druids use uh, these creatures for. So they abhor all arcane magic. They think arcane magic is unnatural, which, let's face it, it's kind of a natural thing that we've learned to harness. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I... Mm-hmm. Since the Ashbound Druids don't believe in the wanton killing of everybody, they just send the Mage Rippers, which just suck the magic out of people sometimes. Well, they are absolutely fascinating. <laughs> Look at the little guy just staring at Luffy. Hungrily, I'm assuming. It doesn't have eyes. So actually, it, it can't actually see in the traditional sense. It's kind of like how a dog would be able to sniff out certain scents. It's the exact same process that the Mage Ripper uses. Is It just kind of smells magic. Generally, they are pretty common to the Demon Wastes and the Shadow Marches. Uh, but recently, we have found that... They might actually be migrating to Sire due to all the magical energy that's in the area now. We're hoping to kind of research this a little bit more and maybe figure out how to harness the Mage Rippers to maybe help clean up Sire oh, from wow. all is... of the magical energy in that area. Maybe be able to get the Syrians back home one day. Well, that, that is absolutely fascinating. I, I was agree. unaware. Go ahead. Shut her on up and uh, bring out our next creature. What's the next creature you have for us? Uh, so, our next creature actually is uh, quite the large one. And as you were saying, uh, we talk about Zendrick earlier. It actually comes exclusively from Zendrick. It is one of the giant's constructs. Uh, it is the alchemical beetle. It's a fun one. It's about the size of you guys, so kind of be prepared <laughs> for this. This specimen actually has... It's mandibles cut, so just kind of make it a little bit safer to handle. And 
It's uh, the glass tanks on its back are actually empty. So it's going to be, I wouldn't say completely safe, it's still kind of a wild creature, its original programming does still exist, uh, but it's going to be safer than those that you're going to encounter over in Zindrik. Alright, so we'll go ahead and just bring this on up. Oh, I didn't. Just wow, that is massive in size. Go ahead and let him crawl around just a bit. Well, I these are considered constructs, so they aren't. They are actually genderless. So, can, can I? Can I? Am I? Am I all right to touch it? Yeah, it, you're all right to touch it. More than likely, he's just going to sit there just because. Well, there's nothing much for him to do right now. It's in his original programming of the giants. For our listeners, uh, what what we're looking at here is a large beetle uh, that is comprised of, it looks like a blackish metal alloy and in the shape of a beetle, and then it has what could be described as these, uh, a tank that, that looks like it's comprised of glass. Oh yeah, that, that, uh, that, is a, that is a thick glass, and I can see that it, it, it's completely... So this would be filled with... Whatever uh, chemical substance was put in by the giants originally. Okay, like like alchemical fire or... Yeah, yeah, alchemical fire or some form of acid would probably be oh, inside wow. of that. It, that's really what makes them dangerous, uh, is actually when they die, when they're destroyed, rather, they explode, uh, expelling oh, wow. all yeah, of the liquid is... around it, dealing any type of damage to the surrounding area. It, it is quite the sight to watch them do that. Now, how... How does this tank get refilled? We don't know. We have seen some, at least we've tagged some, to observe. They have gone off. Obviously the Traveler's Curse causing a bit of issue for us to keep track of it. But they've gone off empty and then come back refilled. We think there might be just a place in the middle of Zindrik somewhere that they all converge. Maybe get fixed up, who knows, there might still be giants still out there fixing them. They do leave empty and sometimes do come back refilled. As I said, this one, it's not, hasn't been to back to Zendrick in some time, so that's why he's still empty. So I, I think I speak for all of our listeners uh, when, I, when I ask, um, can it be filled with Kurieva? No, no, you don't actually have to uh, answer that, Mr. Monty I, I would I would pay good, good Galifards to have a walking beetle full of gin that could just follow me. I would, I would gladly. Silas, how about we talk about this later? Well, um, Mr. Monty Darwin, uh, Cook, I apologize. Um, thank you so much for all of your time. Yes, uh, here's a couple things I'd like to say before I leave, if that's all right. Oh, oh please abso- Absolutely, do. Cook. Um, so this has been fantastic. The uh, Morgrave University, as you know, uh, we do have our own textbooks if any of your listeners want to learn more about any of the creatures that i've brought on or more we do have the manual of monsters available for purchase there's about five volumes out right now and as you know here in sean we do have a little bit of a writing dog problem uh people buy the writing dog for their kid watching the kid run around on it then suddenly the kid grows up writing dog can no longer serve its function, so it gets kind of released out into the streets of Shine, and so we're really having a bit of a problem 
with an overcrowding of these riding dogs. Uh, so just don't forget to kind of have your pets uh, spayed and neutered just to help kind of control the pet population. Well, I, I think that is fantastic. Oh, uh, that sounds fantastic. Oh, I mean, well, you know, you read. I'll, okay. I'll do this. Well, oh, hang on. Uh, l- let me thank uh, personally uh, House Carrasco, as always, uh, is not a patron of our show, but I want to thank them again for uh, the stone salad. That is great that I'll be able to use the entire rest of my hand. Okay, uh, so House Carrasco, health, help, hope. I want to thank you once again, Mr. Monty Cook, uh, Monty Darwin Cook. Cook. Thank you to all of our listeners who have decided to sit on in on this echo and remember to listen in next far when we speak with our delegation from on dare <laughs> <laughs>